in here. Because it says right there, your passions are at war within you. And, and as I went through putting this message together, there were like nine different cliches that jumped out at me. And I was like, I am not going to use any of these. Um, but if you ever heard one about like two dogs, I'm just saying, if you ever heard that, you think that. Um, but in your mind, you're double-minded. There's two different things we want. There's, there's what we know God wants for us, what we know God's leading us to, what we know God would have us do. And that's good. And that's, that's, that's the choice we should make. But, but on the other hand, there's everything else. And the problem with everything else is it seems in the moment so much easier you know, when, when, we've had, when we've had a bad day, or we're, we're, we're in the middle of a, a hard spot in life, or we've had a, a conflict or a fight with somebody, or, you know, just something. Something gets us. You know, it just gets you, and you're just... <clears throat> you're just in a mood. And in that moment, it's like a fork in the road, and, and you have a choice to make. And that's where this double-mindedness, this, the passions that are war within us come into play, because in that moment, we can go one way, and we can go, go to the Lord, and we can drop on our knees, and we can fall on our face before him and go, God, I am just in a bad place, I'm in a bad mood, and everything's terrible, and everything's poopy, and I just hate everything and everyone. In retrospect, it doesn't actually sound all that hard, does it? But, but the other option is, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to eat something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a video game. I'm going to boot up Netflix. I'm going to watch something on TV. I'm going to fill in the blank with your distraction of choice. You do you, boo. But, but we come to that moment, and in that moment, what are we going to do? Which of our passions is going to win out in the end? And all too often, because we're prone to wander, because we're prone to leave the God I love, it's so much easier to just go with one of those other things. I don't want to solve the issue. I don't want to bring the issue before God. I don't want his help in dealing with this. I just want to be distracted. I just want to forget it for a minute. And we forget it for a minute. Nothing's solved. We're not feeling better about it, but we weren't thinking about it. And then we go to bed. But then we get to bed, and what happens when you get to bed? You start thinking about it. And you start thinking about it, and then you don't go to sleep, and then you finally go to sleep, and you wake up in the morning, but you didn't get enough sleep, and now you're tired. And so you jump up, you get running, you start out with your day. And before you've known it, you've just grown into this pattern where if, if you would recognize it, if you would stop and examine your life, you'd realize, man, I haven't... I haven't really checked in with God in like three or four or five days. And as we wander from God, we find it easier and easier to not go back to him. And sometimes you may even get to the point where you're like, you know, I, I, really, should, I really should check. Man, I haven't, I haven't prayed in like a long time. I really haven't checked in with God lately. But now, now you've crossed that line where it's like, uh, I'm, I'm bad. I haven't, I haven't talked to God in like days. I don't even want to go to church. And so we move from not only have I wandered, but now I feel too ashamed to go back. 
And it's when we get into this kind of cycle that the storms start coming. And, and the stupid thing, regardless of circumstance, regardless of, of the conditions, regardless of what we did or didn't do or should or shouldn't have done, what happens is the stupid thing we have done is we have separated ourselves from God. And once we've separated ourselves with God, we've eliminated those deep roots. And so in that time, in that moment, even, even the lightest breeze seems like a major storm in our life. We're completely ill-equipped to deal with. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in a storm of our own making. A storm that, that we created, it's like the two perfect storms coming together in that one, we've separated ourselves from God and maybe didn't have His direction to do the right thing to begin with, but then we didn't have that connection to hear him, to understand the nature of the situation, and to make the right decisions in it. And we find ourselves in a storm, and we find those deep roots aren't to be found. And I know, and I understand, and I get it, because I do it. Folks, this year, 2019, August 14th of 2019, I will have been 30 years down the road from the moment when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. I will be 20 years down the road from when I actually became a disciple. 20 years, 30 years on, I still have to confess to myself and to you, I am prone to wander. I am prone to leave the God I love. And it makes it all the worse because I know better. I'm telling you not to do it, and I know better, and I still do it. Can I get an amen for stupid? Wow. It didn't have to be that many of you. Open the door. But, but. We're not done. We're not, we're not just left there. That's not all there is. That's not how it has to be. Because in the same verses in the Bible, in the same verse in the song, is the solution, is the answer. Can I get that next slide? Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter. Bind my wandering heart to thee. See, in the midst of these storms, to prevent these storms, to prevent the storm of stupid, you don't have to actively do anything. God's not saying, go here, do there, cross point A, pass go, collect $200. God's direction is, don't wander. Stay, stay right here. You remember, you remember when you were a kid. Or do you remember when you had kids and it was like, stay right here, stay right here. And stay right here in your mind meant anywhere in a three-mile radius. I can just wander over here and I can go over there. And, you know, and then we hit like the 2000s and, and I, I did it once. We started putting leashes on our kids. Because they're prone to wander. And, you know, if they're on a leash... If they're on a leash, they can't wander that far. And it sounds stupid. And, and you saw, you would see, like, especially at the fair. And I, I did it one year, one time at the fair. And it was, it was horrible. It was tragic. 
Um, there, was, there was like the cool kid leashes where like they had their little monkey backpack and it was like a harness. They had their little monkey backpack and you clip the leash to that. No. I got my dog leash and I put it on the back belt loop of my kid. I'm like, it's the same thing. Except in a, in a fair type setting, when you have that many people going back and forth, and you now have a wandering child with 12 feet of leash on him, oh, something bad's going to happen. And we look at that and we go, that's so dumb. But is it? Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter. What is a fetter but a leash, a rein? God, bind me to you. Tie me to you. Connect me to you. And that's all God's saying to do. That's the solution to the storm of stupid is don't wander from God. In those moments, in those moments at the outset, before that storm of stupid hits, don't wander from God. You know what? You can, you can go raid the refrigerator. You can find the haagen You can boot up Hulu. You can play Call of Duty till 3 o'clock in the morning. If you go to God first. God, I had a terrible day, and everybody in my day was dumb and stupid, and I don't understand them, and remember when Moses told you to kill everybody? I'm not like there, but I'm not that far away from there, and I just help. And sometimes that, that is the deepest prayer we can, it just, God, help. God, I am so that I, I don't even have the words to express, so just help. And in that moment, when those two passions are warring within us, we've chosen not to wander. We've chosen to bind ourselves to God. We've chosen to say, God, whatever else is happening, however dumb the world is, however dumb I am, but I'm not going to confess to it because whatever else is happening, I am not going to separate myself from you. James chapter 4, a couple verses later. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It's this, it's this combined action. It's this thing of you and God coming together in such a way that the closer you draw to God, the closer he draws to you, and it creates this bond that can't be broken except by you. But it, it requires some input, some action on your part. And there comes a point when we have to say, there are things I need to do to bind myself to God. There are things I need to do to draw near to God. You know, I can't go through my life and not pray and not read the word and not, uh, not go to church and not do these other things that connect me to God and expect that connection to stay there. These are the actions it takes to nourish those roots that we need in those storms of life. There needs to come a point where in our, our, in our minds we choose between those warring passions and we choose and say, I am going to do the things of God that keep me connected to God. I need to have prayer in my life. 
I need to regularly submit myself to God. I need to regularly offer myself up to God. I need to regularly make clear, not to God, because he knows what's truly in my mind. I need to make clear to myself who it is I belong to today. Who will I bind myself to this day? Will it be God or will it be myself? Can I get that last, uh, last slide? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Solution to that problem, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. This should be our first move of every day. When you wake up in the morning, when that alarm goes off, when that snooze alarm goes off, when that snooze alarm goes off, when that snooze alarm goes off, before those feet hit the ground, let us start our day with the prayer of nothing more than Here I am, God. I am yours. Keep me yours this day. Whatever you have in store for me, make me ready. Lord, help me not to wander. If we don't start our day with the recognition that we are his, there's a better than even chance throughout that day we will not be his. And that is when the storm clouds start building. Here's my heart, Lord. Take. Seal it. Here I am, Lord. Take me and make me yours. Draw close to me as I draw close to you. And that's really all I have for you this morning. And I know you're stunned. But let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for those who were here this morning. Um, Each of us here for a reason. You've you've brought us here to this place. Each one of us to take something away from this morning. What it is, is in your hands. We pray, Father, that, that as we go from this place, our minds and our hearts would continue to work on what you've presented to us and that we would come to an understanding about what it is you want for us, what it is you want from us. We pray, Father, that you would walk with us and whatever seeds were planted, you would continue to nurture and you would continue to tend and that they may grow to fruition. And in that process, Father, we would come to know you and we would come to know ourselves better. And in that process, we become more like Jesus and less like ourselves. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. And may you live each day in the prayer Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That wouldn't be bad. I'll leave that one to you.